Hello and welcome to the How To Hobby Podcast. I'm your host, John Power, joined once again by my fearless co-host, Sean Bennett. We're here to absolutely destroy the internet tonight with our wonderful content. You're probably wondering, what are they going to do next? Well, I'll tell you what I did this last weekend, Sean. I, uh, I ate a lot of Mexican food. Oh, then that that says something coming from a San Diego kid who's been in San Diego for quite a while. I know you're not from here, but spending as much time as you did, we we've got in, a lot in of the mecca to in the mecca of, of Mexican food. Oh yeah, yeah. So if, if would... you ate that much Mexican food, it had to have been really good. Well, it was a special occasion, so I was me and my wife were on our anniversary trip, um, and so that's exciting, and we went down to Tucson together. And we went to this place, highly recommended. It's actually called El Charo. And it was it was featured on Top Chef. And that's how we heard Ooh. about it. Yes. And so the cool thing about El Charo is they've been in business. This is their 100th year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In... So you know they're good. If, if they've survived that Dude, long, you know they're good. They've literally what I was saying was they define an industry, right? That's what that's what it is. They've pretty much not an industry like they de, they defined a category of food. People have been on their way out to. Uh, oh, and the other thing this the the other thing that's cool is it was actually the place where the chimichanga was born. Oh, that is. I don't care where I'm going. If it's if it's a sit down Mexican restaurant, I'm ordering a chimichanga. It's it's how I grade every Mexican place against oh all of the Mexican places. It's it's the chimichanga, dude. Oh lord. Okay. Well, okay. So you need to go. Like take Kate this year. I'm not joking, man. Like Allie loved it so much that she wants to go back just for the day to eat there, and she got the chimichanga. <laughs> So you better believe, and I tried it, dude. I was so full and I still ate some of her food. That's how good it was. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. And it was just like, I still kept eating it. And so anyway, it was founded clearly in 1922. So to 2022, 100 mm-hmm. years, they're celebrating three generations. And apparently it's like the same family that's uh, that's owned it. And they have like four locations around the, around the uh, sorry, three locations around tucson all i'm gonna say man is top notch and it was so good i was i i barely even finished my beer sean i mean it was like it it was and it was like a light beer too that Mm. that's when you know it's good agreed if if john might not not be finishing finishing, his beer if john's not finishing his beer your drink there's a either either it's a bad drink or you're so full and everything else. That that's saying something if John doesn't finish a beer at a place. I'm telling you. He is oh, a beer man. beer here fiend. We, here we go. It was a corona, Sean. It was just nice, easy. Oh, okay. I, you okay. have to go nice and I wasn't going crafty. I was just yeah. going, it's it's right. Like there's a certain place in time for every genre of beer and corona and lime with a good Mexican. Plus, uh, this is the problem. If if there is a problem with Mexican food, Sean, is there? There's not really. But if but if there was, if there was, it would be they start with the chips and salsa. Yep. And they and you get <laughs> dude, and these were like the the homemade oh, chips, God. the corn tortilla chips, like hot off the press. I mean, oh, we it's, went through 
it was just chips, man. And then Such the a food came. Such a double-edged sword. Oh, dude, it was bad. Sword. It was bad. Anyway, it was so good. <laughs> well, if if you were wondering, and uh, this is pretty neat. I've never seen any Mexican restaurant ever do this before. Did you know, John, that you can ship their food to you? You can order chimichangas. I did, I, I did not know that. Yeah, so this isn't even delivery. We're not talking delivery of like you're ordering it for dinner. This is they literally ship their food across the country. You can order Gosh. 36 mini chimichangas. Um, they have give you instructions holy. on how to reheat them, how to store them. Um, apparently, that's America's oldest Mexican restaurant since 1922. Guys, you you have to go check this website out. This place. Okay, looks... we're putting it in the show notes. Don't even don't even fret, listeners. <laughs> we have you on lock with El Charo. I I mean, I will give it a sterling. I'm gonna I want to get her on the podcast, man. Come out. We need El Charo, the owners on this podcast, so they can they can talk about their story and how they conquered the world of Mexican food. I think clearly this is where it's going. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let's let's get back on the train here, listeners. Sean has something he wants to tell you about that he absolutely loves and he experienced recently in a local California grocery store. Yeah. So you guys have all heard the name Black Rifle Coffee Company. John and I have talked about it. I can't even count how many times their company that I support, their amazing products. I really like them. Go check out their YouTube, their hilarious content. Um, but I've been struggling because the only way that I can get Black Rifle Coffee is to have it shipped to me. Um, it's super affordable compared to a lot of other coffees, but there is always that shipping delay. You know, I I, I want coffee ah. now. So I was walking in a grocery store in Albertsons, in fact, in San Alejo Hills, which is in San Marcos area for anyone from San Diego. And I'm just okay, walking okay. down the drink aisle. I'm just wandering, walking around at Albertsons because I don't have an Albertsons near me anymore. They closed down oh. when, when Vons and Albertsons merged. So I was like, cool, I'm going to shop around in Albertsons. And lo and behold, I'm walking down the drink aisle and boom, right there, ready to drink cans of Black Rifle Coffee. Like they're, they're actual coffee in a can, ready to drink, sitting on the can. shelf, just sitting on the shelf. Wait, 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 wait. Is this so the liquid is there or it's, yeah. it's ground coffee? So it was the liquid. Oh. It was okay, a liquid. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So, it was so it's, the ready it's to like drink. the Starbucks uh, yep. chilled coffee or, or anything. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So they actually brew it everything in their facilities and then apparently they shipped it to california so for the first time ever i was actually able to walk through a california grocery store and find black rifle coffee i think it's only a matter of time until they actually get their beans potentially in i've seen um the uh, bass pro shop in rancho cucamonga had a whole uh section for black rifle coffee where you could buy coffee and merch and everything but this was the first a California grocery store, like just a regular old Albertsons actually carrying black rifle coffee. So I cannot wait to see how much they expand. I recommend you go check them out. If you don't have it in your store, talk to one of the managers, see if you can request the product be shipped in. Um, yeah, I'm just so, it's so stoked. I'm so cool to watch this company grow from a little out of the guy's garage back when I started listening to their podcast in like 2016 to now they're a multinational. They went public. You can trade their stock now. It's It's absolutely crazy. Dude, you know what it is though? I'm telling you right now, it's the terminal list. That's what it is. I, it's, I, terminal I, list. I, it's terminal list. It, I saw the I saw the little I've been reading the book. Good. And there good. was a shout out, the BRCC black coffee. Yep. As he's he's 
He drinks it in the book. Sorry to spoil it for anybody, but he does drink it. Uh, and then if so, if James Reese can do it, then psh, everybody can. And then exactly. actually in the show, there was a little sas- tactical squatch, Sasquatch. <laughs> what, do, what do they call him? I don't the ta- know. Squatch. Squatch <laughs> shirt in the background. Nice. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is product. The only product placement in the entire show is going to be our CC. <laughs> so you know, it's a serious deal. Yep. Anyway, yep. It, thanks. Thanks. Uh, to everybody for writing about it and thinking it's great. I had, you know what, Sean, I have to admit, I've never had BRCC coffee. It's, you got to try it. Um, the okay. next time you come to San Diego, I'll brew you some. Um, I... bring, bring some out here when you come out. Yeah, that's right. We'll I'll bring some, some. We'll make some at my, my casa. Yes, we okay. absolutely will. This is, yes. this is we, great. I will wait to introduce. <laughs> we'll have a morning coffee session. You meet Kate and the kids. Oh, yeah. It'll yeah. be great. Good morning, coffee sesh. Dude. See, get, get, listeners, this is what it looks like for friends who are separated. You know, they've got a whole ocean between them. Joking, New Mexico. Uh, but <laughs> is it is it really? I don't know. But uh, <laughs> uh, uh, a whole whole land between them. And we are making plans to drink coffee together on a random weekend morning. So that's right. Yes. It's going to be absolutely brilliant. Well, so we got some things we did this last weekend, listeners. I have a challenge ongoing right now. I'd encourage you, if you are looking for a challenge, join me. I've got four weeks left on this this journey I've embarked on. I started it three weeks ago, and I'm doing 100 miles a week on the road bike, or, well, any bike. I'm just on a bike. I'm doing 100 miles per week for seven weeks. So I'm on week four right now. So you can join me now, get on the train. And we can do our 100 miles together. Uh, and I don't know where this came. I think I just was wanting to do something else to spruce up my summer, Sean. You know, it's a little <laughs> summer spin up. And so I, I decided to do this 30 weeks ago. And and Strava is really convenient to track your miles. And I had been getting 100 miles here and there. So I was like, you know what? I should just be consistent. Every week, I'm going to get 100 miles in. And so I, I did, and I was really happy last week, even with me going out of town, I still pulled it off, got the hundred. Um, so that was a, that was a win in my book. I came home from the, from the anniversary trip. Actually, Allie and I both worked out, um, while we were there and on, I got a nice ride in the morning on Sunday. And then in the afternoon, when we got back, I went for a nice 20 mile ride out here. So it was just bookending the whole day with with wonderful riding experiences looking out at the at the wonderful Arizona sky <laughs> the skies out here are pretty crazy i can't wait for you to, hey, to experience I'm it so excited so i i have a question for you are you planning your trips around going somewhere in particular or are you just trying to get a certain set of miles when you're when you're doing these trips well that's a good question sean as always um I'm actually, so I, I commute to work. Mm-hmm. So depending on if it's a long week or short week, we, uh, we work the 980. So I do a four day week and a five day week. Um, and so I ride every day to work and depending on the week, it's either about, it's either 40 or 50 miles. Okay. Um, at give or take. I mean, if I, if I ride a little bit, it's like 12 a day. So, you know, I'm, I'm getting close to 60. If it's a long week, I'm getting close to 50. If it's a short week. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but anyway, I, I just kind of keep, I, I keep that going, which is actually difficult. I, if anybody, I'm sure there's listeners out there that commute to work. There's, there's an urge, especially when you're going the same way every single day. Uh, there's an urge to not do it. Um, especially <laughs> on a five day week. Um, because it's just, it's just a, it's a slog. Like it really is day in and day out. It, it's a discipline and you got to work your way up to it. I recommend starting with once, once or twice a week, three times a week. Like it took me a while to get up to a place where I could do more miles and do it consistently. And so I started back in 2018 when I started our first company, Sean. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's where I get most of my miles, obviously half of them. And then in, on the weekend, I have to get two major rides of 20 or more miles. So two weekends ago, I was in the mountains. This, um, for one of the rides, I talked about that one last week. Mm -hmm. And then this week I was just flat ground or even on, I was on the Peloton for a little bit. So that's kind of a cheating. It was indoor, but it was still, still riding. It was still riding. And it was only, I only did eight miles on that. So it wasn't like I did. That's the one kind of rule is I do try and make them exterior miles. Mm -hmm. um, Just because I like being outside. And I think, you don't have to do that, but I like doing it because I like seeing the world go by. Yeah, I, I I struggle. My mom growing up, she had a stationary bike and I always struggled trying to get on it and get motivated because it was just staring at a wall. Even when I would try to listen to a podcast or watch TV, mm-hmm. I would struggle. There's something about being outside, but at the same time, I'm also not, I wasn't riding really intentionally like to ride. It was just, oh, I can get some a workout in. Sounds like I think you definitely ride with more intention than I usually do. So, um, yeah, you you get those those miles on the peloton to make it, but still, a hundred miles a week is so hard to comprehend from somebody who who doesn't isn't conditioned to do that. That's very impressive. Well, thanks, Sean. I think to encourage everyone out there, I was just listening to a a really great podcast once again by um, our our good buddy Andrew Huberman, who does the Huberman Lab podcast and if you're looking for anything nutrition or neuro based science wise definitely take a listen to him uh but he was talking about uh he had somebody i forget who his guest was by name i apologize listeners but they were talking about the best thing for your mind uh just straight neurologically not even not even considering exercise or um like bodily uh, muscle growth or anything like that, just strictly from a neurological standpoint, what is the best thing you can supplement for your mind's health? And hands down, the research has shown exercise and that's it. It is hands down the best thing for, so that's actually the secret. I think I have felt that over when you start getting to these consistent points of working 20, you know, at at a minimum 15 miles, to 25 miles at a time, your mind just, it feels better. It, you feel refreshed. You feel, I can think way more. I, I do a lot of thinking on the bike because there isn't much, there's not much inputs. Like once you, once you understand how to keep yourself safe, that's obviously very important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that takes a couple years probably. But once you're in a point where you know where to look, you know what to do, you know where the bike's going to be, 
and you are on in your lane and there's really nice lanes here out in Chandler, you can then just let your mind refresh itself. And I think for me, that's been the biggest thing that I've seen uh, with, with the process because it, it is a very, very, I'm riding in a valley, <laughs> a I, hot valley. <laughs> what's the weather been like out there? Uh, on top of I, these? So that's, that's the other kind of kicker here. Um, yeah. Like I'm riding in like anywhere between in the last two months, I haven't ridden during the day in anything less than 99, um, degrees. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the other thing that kind of, I think gets you going a little bit, but it's, it's hard. It's a challenge. I'm not saying this is easy. It's a challenge. It's like, and I'm also training for a big goal that I will unveil next year. So stay tuned Ooh, for that listeners. Okay. I'm excited for that. Yeah, so Sean, this- tell me enough about me and my crazy feats on the bike. Uh, what about this off-roading? And I, I think I heard a, a murmur in the woods that you were going to decide to get back on the bike here soon. Yeah, I am. So I'll touch on that in a second. But yeah, my my brother and I both have Subarus, and I know they're much more off-roady vehicles than Subarus, but they do have a shockingly great capability. Um, and there's a cool little trail up in Elfin Forest. Uh, my brother's done it before. He went with his girlfriend, and so he asked me last week, he was like, hey, you want to just go hit this trail, go drive around, have some fun, drive off road? I was like, absolutely. Well, what we didn't realize is that in the time between he had been there last and when we got there, the rains, the the little bit of rain that we had, rutted this road out worse than he'd ever seen it. And so we got, we started the trail, and you can enter from both ends. We entered from one so that it's it's the easiest one to get to closest to our house. We enter, we make it maybe a quarter mile, and then it's the steep incline. The last time he was there, it was pretty flat. It was just soft sand, so you know he slipped a little bit, but overall it was it wasn't bad. This time we pulled to the bottom of this hill, and the ruts were so deep that his car oh, no. was bottoming out just trying to get into the first rut. Um, the sand, it was like baby powder sand it was the craziest softest sand i'd ever experienced we tried i got out of the car we tried for maybe 20 minutes with him sliding all over the road trying to see like can we come from this angle can we go from this angle and we both finally decided like look this isn't going to happen and so we got back in the car we actually backed in reverse all the way to the front of the trail and then drove like eight miles circuitous route through uh, like Escondido trying to get to the other end of the trail and then hit that end. And there we were able to do, you know, come and hit most of the trail until we came to the top of that road. And then we both looked at, we were like, maybe we can go down it. And we got out of the car, we went to walk and we realized, nope, this isn't going to work either. His car is going to bottom out. And so we ended up just taking pretty pictures, but it was still a really pretty, <laughs> pretty <laughs> picture. old standby. It was pretty Instagram <laughs> photos, but it was still so much fun to go out there with him and kind of see him push himself in his car a little bit. What? Uh, so wait, what? Give everybody the context here. So you drive a Forester, right? What, correct. So what does I've, he have? I have a 2019 Forester. He has a 2022 Crosstrek. So he has oh. a slightly smaller version. Oh, he got the. He has the brand new car. Yeah. So it's it's only got I think like five thousand miles on it so far. I know. So wow. we were, 
So he didn't listen to your no no car payment thing, did he? No, 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 he did not. He's got a nice steady car payment now. Oh, Um, goody. But what does that car run you like? 50k or 40? Uh, it was, I think, around 40. Oh, I I should probably not ask you. Sorry, (laughs) sorry, brother. (laughs) No, he did, he did it smart. He had a good size down payment. He and I talked, he's splitting his payments in half. So it helps, you know, you hit the double payment each month, helps with the interest, all that stuff. So we're doing everything we can, and he's doing a fantastic job paying it off. He's actually paying it off faster, just like I did. Uh, but yeah, he did take on quite a quite a bit more of a car payment than I think he was intending to. So it's a little added stress, but it's a very capable vehicle, very fun. Mm-hmm. And we had so much fun just windows down because we didn't run air conditioner. It was in the, the mid 90s. So we're sweating in this oh, car. Yeah. Just great brotherly bonding moment. It was it was so much fun. Alex, if you're listening, I hope you're listening. If you're listening, um, we definitely got to go do that again. But this time we're going to try my car and see, because my car is a little bit better clearance, to see if I can do it. But I have a sneaking suspicion that really you need something like a Jeep or a truck mm. that has you know, actual four-wheel drive, not just the symmetrical all-wheel drive and bigger, maybe some off-road tires, more suspension travel um, to really be able to hit those. But yeah, Gosh. it was... It was still so much fun to try. I mean, we, That's great. we spent 20 minutes sliding in the dust and then finally decided, nope, this isn't going to happen. So it was, <laughs> fun. it was fun. Well, that's, that's great to hear. I mean, I'm all for some brotherly bonding. I didn't realize. So you were all, you were both in his car. Yeah. So okay, we were both in his car because he, he had done the trail before and he wanted to take me on it to kind of show uh, okay. me what he could do. And then we found out that the, the ruts had gotten a lot worse. Um, but yeah, so next time we're going to both be in my car and see Sweet. what we can do. Yeah. Okay. So next time, stuck. yeah, next time we'll be, we'll, uh, hopefully don't go when it rains. That's I know. The... I know. That's also the, the scary part is to get to the hill where we decided we weren't going to make it. You actually have to drive over a concrete pad that has a river that runs over it, like an actual river. They built it so that it flows over the pad. Um, and so if it's rained like any time in the last, you know, like 72 hours, that will be just high enough that you kind of have to be concerned about not being able to make it across. Um, so luckily it hadn't, it's San Diego. We get almost no rain here. Uh, so we were, we were pretty good. You need more. <laughs> you need we more. Because we started the day at Lake Hodges, actually, which is Gosh, back man. there. And it's the lowest yeah, I think so, it's ever been so low in history. It's at like I think thirteen percent of its capacity is how oh, low it is. It's just yeah. terrible, man. We need we need more rain. We do. We need oh, rain goody. so bad out here. But yeah, so that was that was fun. And then tomorrow, uh, I decided I think what I'm gonna do is throw my mountain bike in my car and drive Ooh. up to maybe somewhere on the coast, like Del Mar, Encinitas, somewhere like that. And then get the bike out and just spend some time biking along the coast. Yes. Um, and then favorite. yeah, to see that. So I, I haven't ridden the bike in a hot minute, but I'm going to get back out there. I'm going to take some of John's advice and just get out there and do it and, and have fun. Just get out there and do it, man. And love every minute of it. See, the thing is, and you're picking a great spot because I, I think one of the biggest things, like sometimes I do this, I still do this, even being somebody who rides consistently. Sometimes I just want to see mm-hmm. more people or or feel <laughs> like I'm going through something more populated because a lot of out here, San Diego, we're, we're really lucky to have consistent inputs 
both physically and then you're you're seeing and hearing things and smelling things so it's it's really the perfect place to ride a bike um whereas out here i've had to get used to the kind of the bare bones it's the burbs man i'm riding in squares and <laughs> and yeah i see something here but it's not you're not riding from like one of my favorite stretches in san diego is from uh sort of like banker's hill all the way through hillcrest and through north park mm. is kind of like one of my favorite runs of just there's a lot going on it's very dangerous don't get me wrong and that was another reason why i was kind of like you know this will be good for me for a bit take on less risk mm -hmm. um every single day because when you're riding the bike lanes they're getting better i'm really hoping that by the time we return um they'll be even more developed and they're doing a really good job i think but godspeed to you sir and i hope you have a great time tomorrow that's Thank you. I think I will. I think what I'm going to do is pack a lunch, make a sandwich and uh, leave that in the car in an icebox. And then I'm just going to hop on the bike, drive it, drive it, ride it until I decide I'm kind of at, at what I think is my halfway point, ride it back, grab, grab food, go sit on the beach, have a nice lunch, maybe read a book and then uh, yeah, head back home and then work on prepping dinner. Perfect. Well, I think it'll be a fun time and maybe you'll even see some of our listeners out there. Yeah, who knows? All right, listeners, speaking of you guys, thank you so much. We uh we we have heard. We got the website back up and running here. Sean got on the horn. It was down. And so we apologize for for the delay in service, but we got it back up. And you could find us at howtohobbypodcast.com. We're super Sean was stoked by the by the experience he had dealing with the technical team, they they helped us out getting it back up online, and it's uh it's up and running again. So that is the best place to catch all of our um all of our feats to eats. Um, maybe even we'll get an El Charo spot on there soon, and we'll just write. I'm in a straight up Sean. I need to start writing something on there about El Charo and various things we're doing because that would be kind of cool. I think. Yeah, agreed. Um, agreed. But yeah, you can also find us on the regular old social media. Uh, the website's going to be the best place, but second best would be Twitter and Instagram at How to Hobby Podcast. And then if you want to get a direct line right into Sean's mind, hit up our Gmail. That's How to Hobby Podcast at gmail.com. And that's where we're going to get the feedback that you're putting out there. If you have anything to say, like stop talking so much or El Charo's the best. Or John, I want to join you on your challenge. Feel free to drop those things there. And we're always willing to hear from anybody from anywhere. If you're interested in what we're talking about, leave us a line. We, we want to hear and get some input from you guys. Um, so that's, that's kind of where we have everything. And if you have any additional questions, you can turn your attention to the show notes. But for tonight's main event, we promised it. We're here. And we're going to run through our budgeting strategy, starting with Sean's spreadsheet. And this is his budgeting tool that he's been using for years. He's developed it over, over years of meticulous, detail-oriented work, engineering intellect required to make this thing happen. It's all through Google Sheets. And we're going to go through that tonight. I can't wait. Uh, and we're going to go through a couple other options just in case you're not so inclined to do the more uh, in-depth tracking. 
But that's kind of what's on the docket for tonight. So we're going to start as we promised. And this is a follow along just to give you context. This is a follow on to our last episode. If you're interested in hearing about how we're fighting inflation this summer, tune in to last week's episode. And this is the follow on to that one. So tonight we're going to be going through the but the budgeting spreadsheet first and foremost. So Sean. Let's take it away with the walkthrough here of this amazing tool you've developed. You got it. So we're going to be posting a link to the uh, spreadsheet. So it's through Google Sheets. If anybody out there doesn't have Google Sheets, you don't have access to Google, please send us an email or reach out on, on any social media. We can send you an Excel tracker. We can export it out. We can send it however, you, whatever format you may need. I can even PDF it if you're just looking for examples. So please just let me know what you're looking for. So wow. I recommend that everybody go to the show notes and click on the link to the tracker because it'll make your life way easier and to help understand what I'm going to be doing because it's going to be a very visual walkthrough of this. So the yeah, uh, otherwise you're going to be like, um, we're going to yeah. be talking a five yeah. is expense. And you're going to be yeah. like, what? What? This I don't understand. So, so, so yeah, that's a good point. Open up the show notes, <laughs> click on the link to the expense tracker for better context. We'll do our best because we're, we're professionals here and we like to walk your walk you guys through first and foremost, Sean hats off to you value added here. This is probably the most value packed episode to date. And it's <laughs> on one of our favorite topics, which is spreading financial well-being and joy. Yes, That's exactly. It. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I absolutely love talking about this stuff and I'm, it helps that I'm an absolute Excel junkie. So uh, that is the the realm of engineering I decided to take is really big in Excel. So uh, I recommend anybody get out there. Google Sheets is a fantastic uh, free version if you don't have Excel. I also kind of just like Google Sheets because it shares way better to your phone. So mm -hmm. I can actually I have the Sheets app on my phone. I can oh. pull the sheet up and I can actually enter expenses while I'm standing in line to get groceries or boba or whatever it is. I can just very quickly boom, boom, boom. Um, and Dude, enter it great. in there. It's it's super convenient. Uh, I do it all the time. So the the spreadsheet is broken down into pay periods. So this is how I do it. John and I, for as long as I can remember, as long as I've known you, we've been on usually a biweekly pay schedule. So every two weeks, uh, my first company was every other Friday. And my last company, it was every other Wednesday. Um, so I got paid every two weeks and that was how I built my expense tracker. So for any of you out there who have less steady income or anything like that, like my brother, he's in the film industry, he's working to get into a union. It's a completely different story. Please reach out. Let me know your tips. Cause I think it's super interesting for me. I've always been on a steady two week paycheck. So yeah, that's the, way the that... context we're setting the stage here. Exactly. Two exactly. weeks at a time. And that's what we're going to be going through from a, from a budgeting standpoint, a two-week basis. So yes. don't get don't get too ahead of yourselves. And we're not going to be going through a month at a time. Just, <laughs> just so you know. Yeah, exactly. So we we go on a two-week basis, and the way that I do it is the paycheck that I received today. That is what pays for the following two weeks of expenses, whether it's eating out, spending money, whatever it is, savings. That is how I do mine. I think John, you do yours a little differently, right? Yeah, I actually do the I do the opposite. So I build up balances. Uh, I I do run everything for the most part through credit cards because I like to get the points. Yep. 
and you know that I'm a big fan of the of the points. Um, so then I pay off all of my balances with exception to mortgage and uh, bills. Yep. Because I don't, I'm preloading for those expenditures. I don't, and I think so it, I guess everybody's going to be different, right, Sean? So I am kind of mirroring you in a certain sense, like certain things I'm already, I'm pre-buffering yep. um, because mortgage is expensive. That's a lot of money. You don't want to be having to just all of a sudden pull that out out of your paycheck oh, yeah, at a one lump lump sum. It's not gonna oh work. God. And just drain everything. Yeah. Yeah. You... Yeah. That's not going to be a, a successful. So, so for me, I, I take, I break it down, um, at, in a two week basis, preloading for that next month's mortgage, but I pay off the prior two weeks of everyday expenses. So I guess in a way we are similar. Yeah. Uh, it's I'll... the same, same mindset. Yeah. Yeah, same mindset. Um, at the end of the day, things bills get paid off, and that's I think what we're we both do, Sean. I think if if I'm understanding correctly, is we're we're coming down to zero balances every two weeks. Correct. Every On, time I get a paycheck, I pay my credit cards off. That's correct. Yep. Me too. Yep. So, um, yeah. So walk us through here. So we so say we're gonna take we're taking a date range here from what is this? one seven through one eighteen of 22 as an example. Yeah. So the way that I built it was one seven was when I received my paycheck that covered up until one nineteen. Cause on okay. one twenty, that's when I got my next paycheck. So that was, Perfect. that was how I did it when I was trying to figure out how to do this. And I spent, I can't tell you how many countless hours I spent trying to find various budget trackers, trying to figure out how to use them. Really. It comes down to two things. You have expenses and deposits. That's that's how you do everything. And you have the different categories of expenditures. That was where I had a hard time figuring out how to build this myself two years ago, is how do I rank my categories? How do I track mm. my expenditures? How do I do this? So what I did is I put a list, and you'll see there's a tab called categories at the bottom, or uh, one of the tabs is category. And what I did is I listed what are all columns of the categories. For yeah, Excel people. One of the columns is categories. Correct. Well, there's also a separate page. So oh, in Google Sheets. Oh, this is I how have I set mine page. up too. Yeah. So I have car this is the, eating the out. unique aspect to the <laughs> if you download this, yes. you can you can tailor it to your needs. Correct. Listeners. You can. Absolutely. So I have everything from card, eating out, entertainment, therapy, subscriptions, everything that all of the categories and the groups that I was spending. And I changed this and I still kind of want to change it. I want to break it into a little bit more detail. But my intention there was to figure out what am I spending money on? That way it's way easier to track. And then all I have to focus on is, was it an expense or deposit? What was the date that it was made? The comments I have is usually the name of the expense, so dry cleaner, Sirius XM, cash or haircut, whatever it is. The credit card that I was put on, and that can include my checking account if I wrote a check or I pulled out cash. The amount and the category. That's the gist. That's everything that you need to know to be able to track your expenditures. But mm. you need to now plan, I've spent X amount of money. How much do I have left? And that's where column G, the balance column comes in. It takes your paycheck, which was your input, and then it tracks all of your expenditures all the way down until you hit the end of your two weeks. And you say, okay, what do I have left? And you can take this two routes. You can say just pure whatever I've left at the end, go straight to saving, boom, don't have to worry about it. 
I take it to where I go, okay, now I can plan a little bit. I know I have $1,000 left in this paycheck. I want to save 300 for my Roth. I want to put away 200 for another trip. I want to put away 50 bucks for my car insurance, whatever it is. That leaves me with, say, like 600 bucks. Okay, now can I buy this $50 gadget? I can justify it. I think that now this is some spending money. I've hit my expenditures. I've hit the savings. Now I have some, quote, funny money. And that's where I kind of take that from. So this is just how I track it. And then at the end of every two weeks, at, if you scroll all the way to the bottom, you'll see there's totals. So this is going to total every credit card, your checking expenses, anything you've held. Like I hold rent payments. Um, it also is spending per category, tracks it there. This is how I double check again, everything against my checking account. So if I take all of the, the what it says I owe on my credit cards and I balance that out with what my checking account says and the, the numbers match, cool. If I found out I'm $4.22 short, I've probably missed a tip payment up somewhere in a restaurant because it takes a couple of days for a tip to load onto your credit card. So there's just these things that you learn as you're going through and you're like, oh yeah, that that that's where that $4 came from. Or Target, Target will get you because if you have the Target red card, it comes directly out of your checking account, but it takes three to five days sometimes for it to come out. So you could have mm -hmm. gone and racked up $65 at Target. You didn't account for it in your spreadsheet. You're like, oh, this is great. I look at my checking account. Oh crap, I'm $65 short. It's because Target came out and I didn't remember oh, to put it man. in my spreadsheet. So, so that's dude. And see, <laughs> that's one. I want to just stop you right there and, and, and go into this specific little subreddit here mm -hmm. about that, what you just said, because I think there's some things we also, this is a very, not that this isn't generic. This is a genius tracker. So great job. And I think it's really great that you have a running balance for yourself to know that you're running, you're checking against. I haven't done that personally. And I think that's a really great way to catch yourself. Um, but yes, I, so one of the things that I have seen, I'm a, I'm a chase customer and I'm a chase real loyalist. Actually, I think mm -hmm. now just based because of how much value their cards have brought. God, um, I love chase. I love chase. And, and, and that's been a huge thing to really get used to. And also building discipline is understanding when those payments, because it, I, it's just inevitable that you're going to have sl snail payments. Like now we have this HOA payment and I, I send it out and, and it's a check <laughs> and it, who knows when it's going to come out. So you have to be that much more on it, but mm -hmm. yeah, the, the sneaky ones are always the cards that are outside of your bank. So I like having everything under one umbrella as best as I can. I will say getting used to AMX has been fine. They're very fast on their, their, so I can do everything and pay off cards, um, with, within the same pay period day. So, wow. so by the time I get, get everything in, if I say like, Hey, pull it from my account, they're like, it's, it's pretty much instantaneous, which is huge. That is I, huge. Cause chase, chase and Navy federal, Navy federal is horrible about that. It takes sometimes four days for a payment to pull out of my checking account for yeah, my Navy Federal you. credit card. Because you're like, sweet, I have like an extra $500. <laughs> I've had that happen, listeners. Mm -hmm. I've had that happen. You you get the big eyes and then you're like, oh, time to get that gadget. <laughs> time to get that thing. And then you're like, but in your mind, listen to your gut. 
is what I've always told myself. If something doesn't seem right, rerun the numbers, recheck. Like I'm a, I'm a very big at this point. I'm a, I'm more of a pen and paper guy. I don't know why I think maybe I'm holding on to something or I don't know what it is, but it's been working fine. I don't think I can say that this probably would make it better, but I'm, I'm so strapped for time Mm -hmm. that it's just easier for me to get everything in there. If I just have my, you know, uh, my, my bank app open and then I can just balance everything out, get everything squared away and, and, and kind of hit our budgeted allowable. Um, now from time to time we do extend over and that having a family, I will say, give yourself grace listeners. If you're not every time hitting, I think the more people you add, the more, if you're married, you have a wife who, you know, I can't, I, I don't control everything that my wife does. Go figure. I don't control everything that my children need to survive at any given day. Sometimes they need things that are unforeseen. So giving yourself grace in these situations with the budget is very important. And, and probably goes into the next thing, which is I always try and save some if possible. If I ever have like residual amounts lift sitting over, and we've talked about this in the past, Sean, but I'll bring it up yep. again. Holding money as Sean, he's he's got it in his sheet specified as a hold is like a ongoing a buildup for bills that you know are coming. So yep. some of the ones that would 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 fall under that category would be mortgage, rent. Um, those come in, they come big, they're big expenditures today. Uh, but prime, that's one that sneaks up on you like 90 every, and every year you plan for it. And then it's like $5 <laughs> more. And you're like, what? Every, come on, every, Bezos. every single year, every single year I got hit with, uh, my car registration renewal notice today in the mail. So that's $297 for my car that is due in November. So what I'm going to do is out of my oh, next few paychecks if i'm not currently getting paid uh out of my next quote few paychecks what i'm going to do is save a portion of those ahead of time and hold so that when i get to the point where i'm ready to go to AAA and i'm ready to pay my tags and i go to the atm and i pull the cash out i know what's there i already saved i have that that in there and that that hold portion for me is also critical for rent because uh, I mean, again, trying to take a whole rent payment out of your one paycheck, it's just not going to happen. So if you You'll can have pay no for it, money left over for food or oh God, or no, <laughs> no, God, no. So it will just be a rough two weeks and then you'll be like, cool, I'm flush with cash the next paycheck because oh, now you don't have to pay for rent. But um, yeah, I I hold rent um, at a minimum. I split rent in half because there's usually okay. two paychecks a month. So I'll split in half. Sometimes That's when I, I get those those three paychecks per month. Um, sometimes I'll split it in half and get that third paycheck where it almost feels like a boost. Sometimes I'll just split the rent paycheck in or the rent payment in thirds so that I can uh, better, you know, afford it, whatever it is. Um, you know, there's so many different ways to do it. Um, one tidbit that I'll throw out the benefit of paying your credit cards off every two weeks is that I no longer give a rat's behind about what my credit card due dates are. Because I know that I never owe anything on my due dates because I'm never carrying a balance. I pay it off every two weeks. I'm always ahead. And so I just don't care. I don't care when my credit cards do because I know for a fact it'll be entirely paid off before anything were to hit. 
for when it's actually due. That is my favorite part. I no longer have to stress about making minimum payments or about when is it going to be due? Oh my God, did I transfer the money in time? I just automatically know it's already paid off. I don't have to worry about it. Yep. Yep. And that, I mean, that's huge. I think if you're going to take anything from this, this is the portion of the episode for the more advanced learners that want to take, put their, their expenses and their budgeting in drive. Uh, Sean and I have been doing this. We talk about this till we're blue in the face and it's just been so huge. And I think, so for myself, I really like looking at even the year as I, I kind of call it a, uh, a limit cap. So say for instance, you get a new card. I'm in, I'm in this situation, Sean. So I got a new card and it mm -hmm. has a zero APR. So I knew we had some, uh, we had some expenditures that were going to come outside of our budgeted amount. Ooh. Okay. For, okay. For the house because we moved. So yeah. I knew there was good when you move and you then take on uh, a house payment and you've got to do, you always, no matter what, always have to redo things in the house. We had to yep. paint. We had, I mean, there's just, and they're expensive things. We had to, we put in an RO system. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're talking, you know, right there, that's a good $2,800, right? Right yep. off the rip. So that's money that is not going to be accounted for within the budget because it's just too, it's just too exorbitant. So anyway, having a small balance that you run on a 0% APR card in my mind, may, and maybe this is controversial. But in my mind, it's not going to kill you, mm -hmm. but unless you can't pay it off. So we have an upcoming third pay period. I'm going to pay off. We haven't gone past the cap that I've set of having a balance every single, and I'm still paying it in mm -hmm. chunks at a time, yeah. but it just has a, a larger balance um, because of a heavy expense one, one or two times, right? So these are some of the taxes. I don't know if you've ever done that, Sean, but- I I haven't had I haven't done that. I've seen other people do it. Um, I had a, a friend who had a really 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 high uh, APR on their um, credit oh, card, yeah. and they they were struggling. Balance transfer, uh, exactly. Balance transfer to Chase. That was actually how I got into Chase. Um, but balance transfer to a zero percent. So she had something for like twelve months or whatever. She was able to pay off her credit cards so much faster because she wasn't racking up interest every month. That was really big. Um, yeah, there are so many, so many tips and tricks. And and you're right. I mean, you sometimes have expenses owning a home, you have a big car repair, anything, you know, you're going to have sometimes that's why it can be nice to have a little bit of a cushion in your savings. But if you can't have that luxury, if you don't want to use that money, having those doing playing the game, really what all of this is. And I tell this to everybody that I talk to when I'm talking about finance, credit cards, anything, it is a game. And you have to learn the rules, you have to learn the system, and that's how you become a good player. If you can yep. learn how to use your credit cards, if you can learn how to use your budget tracking, if you can learn how to use any other tools you have, whether it's Mint, you need a budget.com or anything else, if you can learn the game, you can win and you can thrive. If you let that's the right. game play you, you're going to always be stuck in debt, always struggling to make payments, living paycheck to paycheck, never having enough money to feel like you can survive. It's about just just playing the game. You've got to come back to nominal. There, there can't be in my in my case right now. There's one outlier. Everything else is is neutralized. You can't have a and again, it it just depends because at times we're gonna have out the one outlier. You're gonna have a mortgage. You're gonna have a car payment. 
that's not the end of the world. It's it's if you're on it, you can tackle those things. Right now we have no car payment. So having a small balance is not it's like, oh, okay, well, I'll take a take that out next month and then mm-hmm. back to nominal. And and we're and we're good from there. And then you start building, building back up to, you know, cuz every the way I look at it, you said it perfectly, Sean. It's a game. But when you start to understand the game, and how you can track things well, you're going to find money that you didn't even realize was there to start playing offensively towards yep. your future. So whether it's, I mean, for me, I, I'm like, every time I get paid, money into the Roth period. I just automatically take that money right out the rip and that's going to retirement. I don't even yep. think about it. I, that doesn't, I don't see that money. Um, but additionally for bills, I mean, just utility bills or other things, I'm just pumping that up like this next month, third pay period, bumping that, that cushion up the utility bill cushion is going to go up, going to get that, get that balance paid off. You know, there's, there's things that you can do and looking at your year, like taking your year. I love doing this, Sean. I don't know if you do it, but just looking at, okay, this month I'm going to do this. I'll even break it down like quarter by quarter. This next quarter, we have these financial goals this next quarter. And, and really just taking little bites out of your, I mean, that's like the Dave Ramsey method is yep. is all about just tackle your worst debt first and then move from there. Um, and yep. those that worst debt being the one with the highest interest. And yeah, that's 100%. kind of the that's yeah. kind of the name of the game. Don't look at the whole elephant listeners. Yeah, exactly. Tackle the ones that are are hitting you the hardest and. What I really like is that mentality of tackle the things that are hitting you the hardest, the highest interest rate, highest whatever it is. You can even use that mindset when you're out of debt. When I look at savings, I use Ally, which is an online savings account. I talked about mm-hmm. it last week. I've talked about it before. They have a system called uh, buckets. So you you have one fund. It's one savings account, but you can distribute that money into different preset buckets. So I have a vacation bucket. I have a my next year's Roth budget or bucket. I have a, a hunting bucket. I have all of these buckets uh, and then just a core savings. Just dump it in. And what I do is I... Take the things, I use that same mindset. What is my highest interest? Really means what is the thing that's going to hit me first? And I go, okay, how much do I need for this? Okay, I want to do a hunting trip this fall. It's going to cost me, let's say $600. Let's go ahead and aggressively tackle that savings goal first. I'm going to put all of my money towards that savings goal. I might neglect my other goals, vacation or whatever it is, but I'm going to knock that off first because that's going to hit me first. Then I move to the next thing. And then once I pay that off, maybe I'm like, oh crap, two things are hitting me at the same time. I'll start doing them at the same time. So that same mindset of aggressively attacking credit cards, you can use to aggressively attack in a positive way your savings goals. And if you have that mindset of your money is yours and you're going to use it however you need to use it to make your life better, you automatically are just going to be in such a better place than a shocking majority of the world. Oh, 100%. I mean, you get play within your own lines. I say this all the time. You're not going to tell me, Sean, that every single person that passes you on the freeway with that beautiful car owns that car. That yep. is the bank owns that car. The bank owns most things that people fl- flout around. I mean, my cars look like crap. They're terrible. You you know my car. My car's a bike. 
for goodness sake. I mean, right there, that's $40 a month at the, well, not even at every, <laughs> I don't even know what's it, what it is now. It's got to be like $100, $100 a month I'm saving right there just going to work on my bike. Mm-hmm. That's $100 I can play with uh, in this aggressive manner that you're talking about. Like, there you go. Okay, that's our next. And once you once you really start to understand this, principle listeners, you're going to apply it to everything, not just money, but your assets as well. Like I'm getting ready to do my next churn on credit cards to get us set up to where we don't even have to pay money really for our next travel adventure in 2023. We're just going to do almost all of it. I'm sure will be or airfare wise, which is probably the biggest portion will be covered by the points. And then we'll just have to worry about having, you know, a couple hundred bucks for lodging and, um, you know, everything else. So these are, these are just principles that we want you to understand and start thinking about being aggressive with the money that you know, you're going to have. Right. And if you, the shorter you can make those wavelengths between, you know, whether it's two weeks or a month play within your game plan, play within your court. Don't go outside. The problem is when people get up, they go out of bounds. They start spending outside of their means and they know it's wrong. And then if you do take on bad debt because of impulse buys, you feel bad. You don't want to let people know that you did it. But you know what? You can talk to Sean and I because we're going to encourage you on this. You can get out of it. You can get away and get back in your court because at the end of the day, there's always a way to do it. There's always a way to tackle it in a way that is um, effective and efficient. So yeah, if you have anything that you want to share with us, email us. We're willing to talk and 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 if you want to jump on a call and have Sean walk through his expense sheet, we'll, we'll do that with you. So uh, if you're listening this far, thank you and and feel free to use us as a, as a resource, as a helpline. Um, so yeah, Sean, I think we should just end with the other options that are out there Yeah. or for people, if they don't want to use your, your sheet, um, there are, are numerous ways to, to set up a sheet and start budgeting. Yeah. So the, the, the absolute freest option, uh, is to essentially take what I have and improve upon it for your situation, build something in Google sheets, build something in Excel, use that as your tracker. Um, they, there are some other options that do have free versions. So Mint, uh, they have a, a really cool budgeting tool where it can help very similar track your expenditures based on categories. Chase has the same thing. Navy Federal has the same thing where it'll track your expenditures. I even think Schwab has something similar where it can track all of your credit cards. So it's not just one company's. Um, there are a lot of fantastic tools out there. Chase has a really cool uh, feature where you can actually see your expenditures on a set time period. So Dude, I love set, I know <laughs> their features are so amazing. So good. How much you've spent on this much, how much they're expecting you to spend on yada, yada. I mean, it's, it's really cool. I would say the most premium option out there is something called YNAB or you need a budget.com. Um, yeah. So I learned it in that book of, of, I will make you rich. Or I'll promise to make you rich, whatever it is. Um, it's software called, uh, you need a budget. You do have to pay for it. They have a free trial, but you do have to pay for it. Um, but it is the most intense budgeting 
tool that I've ever seen. Who owns um, this? I don't know, but it is an insane website. So many success stories coming out is of it. This is Robert Kiyosaki. I used it for the free trial. And what I did is I took some of its techniques and actually used it to build my own tracker because I didn't want to spend the money to have another subscription. I already have too many subscriptions that I don't want to be paying for. Um, so that that was what I did. Fantastic software. I recommend you look into it. Um, but yeah, I, at a minimum, Google Sheets. At another minimum, just go to your local bank. You can even ask them, like go to Chase, go to Navy Federal, go to Bank of America and s- sit down with somebody and say, hey, I need help. Do you guys have any budgeting tools? And I guarantee whatever bank you go to, they have some service, some part of their site or their app that allow you to track expenses. At a minimum, just tracking how much am I spending on X amount? How much am I spending on this or that? Um, wow. I'm yeah. impressed by this YNAB. I've never heard of it. We'll, we'll mark this down. I mean, it is, I'm looking at the pricing here. It's $8.25 a month or $99 annually. Uh, that's the annual. The monthly plan is $14.99 plus tax where applicable. Oh, I don't like that one. That's the <laughs> monthly. You can pay the $99 annually. So that's another tip we'll leave you with. If you can pay the lump sum, and that's why we, why we get ahead of it. That's why we get ahead of it, Sean. I hate to tell you this, man, but I just paid my uh, paid my uh, registration for two years. Oh, it was thirty seven dollars, man. Oh God! Oh, I got to get out of California. <laughs> this is killing me. My mine is ten times what your cost is. My Luckily, it's come my down. My car's super old, though. It's a, it's an that's 04, true. So that's that's not okay, really a okay. good. So I don't want to make you feel like if you're well, if I had my, a newer car, my 2000 Jetta, I think I was paying still close to like 150. Yeah, I was paying car, about so. 100. So it's it's about double the cost, whatever. Yeah. It's, All right, listeners. Sean, do we want to leave him with anything else or are we good to roll out tonight with uh with the red carpet? No, I think the only thing that I have, John's said it several times, we're going to repeat it again because we want to pound it in your guys' brains. If you have questions, please reach out. Like John said, I'm happy to set up a 20, 30-minute Zoom call, sit down, walk through my tracker. And then also something that I generally do when I build tools, whether it's for friends, for family, or even for work, when I'm building an Excel tool, because I build a lot of those, I want people to absolutely tear it to shreds. I want you guys to run through this, tear it down, tell me where all of the mistakes are so that I can build it better, I can build it more streamlined, faster, whatever it is. So all I ask is please go look at it, Try and see what you could do. Try and break it and then then give me suggestions. So please just Love reach that. out. Yes, yes. We want to know how we suck. Like, John, your math sucks. Sean, great job tonight. Uh, we are here for you, listeners. So please use us as a resource. Sean, great work on the expense sheet. And it was a pleasure tonight. Listeners, we'll, we'll, we have a big surprise coming up next week. So we hope you tune in for, for the big surprise. Um, But without anything more to say, Sean, you have a wonderful night. And listeners, thanks again and take care. Thank you for listening to another episode of the How To Hobby Podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please give us a like and or follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks a lot and take care.